Good morning, Vampire Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yee walks in here and says it's too bright. Cut the lights down. First of all, Revolt is off all week, so we don't have to have these bright, <laughs> you don't have that bright lights, on. lights in here. I, I don't like when y'all say Revolt is off. Say Diddy is saving money this week. What's in that box? Uh, it's so a plaque. It's, I don't know what plaque that is. Oh, that's YG, Big Bang. Oh, okay. Shout out to YG. Is that for the Breakfast Club or DJ Envy? I was just making sure that wasn't um, Lil Duval. It's for Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club for uh, so selling 2 million copies. Yeah, it's okay. for the Breakfast Club. Well, so thank you, YG. We appreciate nice that. What's up with um, Lil Duval smile plaque, though? Empire, That's your guy. Empire supposed to have those out already. I told Duval, I, don't send it yet. I told him it's, it's going to go a platinum. Don't send the gold plaque. I'll take the gold. It's going to be listen, platinum I, in, I, a, listen, in a week I or like, so. I like being part of the journey, especially when we have been a part of the journey. That's true. Okay, Atlantic, y'all still ain't sent us an invasion of privacy, uh, however many times platinum Cardi is. They didn't send one. We got the Bodak Yellow single, oh, Bodak Yellow, of course. Yeah, you know yeah we I'm got saying? that one. I'm fine with that, but I want the album, too. Okay, Johnny, okay, Kai, to make that happen. All right? Now, how y'all doing this morning? Uh, pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. What you guys do yesterday? Anything? Um, I actually got to catch up on a little TV, and, you know, I've been working. My press juices just launched, so I've been working on that. I went to visit a couple of restaurants in Brooklyn yesterday. So that's it, really. Billions is back. Did y'all, you see Billions? Yes, Billions is you back. You see both episodes? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it I yet I was either. just talking about Billions, but I did watch. You watch Friends from College on Netflix? No, what's that? No, I didn't watch that. <clears throat> oh, that's a good show. You guys should. It's a comedy. Billions is on Showtime, right? Yes. yes. Okay. It's back. So but I Friends from College, that is um, with uh, uh, Keegan from Key and Peele. It's good? Yeah. I he's pretty funny. It. It's a comedy. He got to catch up to Peele at mm-hmm. this point, right? <laughs> no, he has that. That's the second season uh, of Friends from College. It's a funny show. That's cute. But I mean, Peele out you here. You haven't with, even seen it. Peele out here with number one movies in the country, okay? 70 million made at the box office, all right? It's not a competition, man. They all doing well. I'm just saying. So it's not a competition. They all doing well. Just saying. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And one of them. And they all got their start together from Key and Peele. That's right. On Comedy Central, those clips are hilarious. But they not together no more. All right. <laughs> if I was key out of stuff, it's not competition. They yeah, both working. Why can't working. they just both be doing they both well doing in well. Yes, you're right. And what sh- is the problem? And shout to uh, Shalo Shack. Shalo Shack is a. Uh, what the hell is Shalo Shack? I'm gonna explain to you. He's a Dominican artist that I signed, right? And uh, I was in DR a couple of months ago, and I and I and I seen him perform, and I and wow. he didn't have a deal. He didn't have a situation. Wow. So I signed him. I created a production company, and I signed him. Wow. And yesterday we closed on the deal. So. We're in a partnership with a record label named Commission. That's the same record label that had Tiger at one time. Uh, has uh, Lil Dicky, has the Res Deshawn. So we closed that Don't yesterday. Don't you ever tell me that you African American ever again. We always knew you was Dominican so much so that you went back to Dominican Republic to sign an artist. You ain't never ever talked about no black artist or anything. But you He's went Afro Latino. You went and signed an artist from the Dominican. 
Republic. I'm not mad at shout you. Shout out to the to DR. I'm yeah, shout out to DR. Rep, to all my Dominicans. Rep your set. My all right? Rep your set, Dominican Envy. And I don't know what he's saying. I don't know. what. Yesterday we was in a meeting for about seven hours, and they were going back and forth with the lawyers, and they were talking Spanish. I was like, damn, I should have listened to Spanish They were class. like, we're going to get Envy for everything. They DJ, might have, but DJ I... DJ Envenato. DJ Envito. No publicio. Okay? We keep all pesos. Oh, my goodness. All right? I can't believe you signed an artist from the Dominican Republic. Why not? You drop one of Clues Bumps and Envy finally being Dominican. I'm not Dominican. All right. You got on white jeans today? Uh, no, I no, I had to check. I got on white sneakers, but no white jeans. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Wow. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about, ooh, some more fallout from this college admissions scam. Find out about Yale University. One student paid $1.2 million, the family, to get her in, and we'll tell you what happened now. All right, and Mayor Pete Butter. Man, that's not his name. What is his name? Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge. What? Bruh. How you Evie, say Pete who is Butter? Pete Butter? Who is Pete Butter? What rapper is that? Come on, is he Evie. a rapper from Queens? You gotta you gonna do sign? Oh, Since you just signed a Dominican artist, so you got to go sign a black artist from Queens named Pete Butter. He old school? Mayor Pete huh? Buttigieg. Gene right, Timberland. Let me, let me, Gene Shorts and Timberland. Who is Mayor Pete Let me ask Butter. the producer. Producer, what does this say on the sheet who's joining us today? Anyway. Buttigieg. It says Pete Butter. It says Mayor Pete Butter. Oh, my Mayor Pete Buttigieg will be here today. insulting. He's running for president in 2020. 2020. I wasn't here. I think he's incredible. Okay. All right. Well, we'll kick it with him in a little bit. Let's go. Front page news is next at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Do you have the story about Conor McGregor? Is he retiring? I heard that this morning on the radio. Did you, you Yeah, he story? did announce a surprise retirement, and he also tweeted it. Hey, guys, quick announcement. I've decided to retire from the sport formerly known as mixed martial arts today. I wish all my old colleagues well going forward in competition. I now join my former partners on this venture already in retirement. He tired of getting his ass kicked. Plus, he's still, still spending a lot of that Floyd Mayweather money, so why not? Why not sit it down? I think this is the second time he retired, though, so we'll see. Conor McGregor. Well, he's also still yeah. suspended right now. No, so he can't fight anyway. So I don't know what's, you know, going to happen for him. And let's see if he stays in retirement. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Conor A lot of people McGregor. retire and come back, too. Yeah. What else are you talking about, Yeah. Um, let's talk about Yale. They rescinded the admission of a student. They said the family had paid $1.2 million to get her into Yale University. Now, there were two people that applied with fraudulent athletic endorsements from the women's soccer coach, Rudy Meredith. One person did not get in, even though the soccer coach endorsed her. And the other was admitted and is attending Yale, according to the university. So now they have rescinded that. Now, Rick Singer is cooperating with prosecutors. He's the person that's the mastermind behind everything. He's pleaded guilty to racketeering, money laundering, conspiracy, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., and obstruction of justice charges. All we know about this other student, they're not naming the person, they're just calling her Yale Applicant One, is that Singer created a false athletic profile for her and sent that fake profile to Meredith, who was the person who was the women's soccer coach. They said that she was a soccer recruit to help her get into the school, and the parents paid $1.2 million to Singer. Singer then cut Meredith a check for $400,000. Wouldn't you rather your kids get in on their own merit, though? Of course. Though? Because what kind of message are you sending to your kids that you can just pay your way through life? We're going to pretend you play soccer. Maybe I don't have that much money, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't think you can pay your way through life. Eventually, it's going to come a point in time where your talent, your skills, your work ethic is going to have to show up. So, yes. So that's one of the first fallouts from this school scheme. Yeah, now, he over there biting his nails. No, I'm not biting my nails. My kids is good money. My kids got straight A's. 
And we dropped a hundred. My kids are taking AP classes, <laughs> honor classes. My kids are good. They good on their own. My son's a, a, a star football player, and he, he has straight A's. They good. I, hey, they don't even need me. They they are good. Now, Krispy Kreme owners have admitted to a family history of Nazi ties. That family also owns Dr Pepper, Panera Bread. Uh, they said that their Nazi ancestors did use slave labor during World War II. So now they're going to be donating $11 million to a yet undisclosed charity after a three-year investigation that discovered details of their ancestors' behavior. Well, let's start with giving out some free Krispy Kreme franchises because I want one. I'm not going to lie. I've been wanting to buy a Krispy Kreme franchise. Did you apply? Or you didn't even look at, at the details? I, I haven't really looked at I did look at the details once, but I didn't really get too in, into it and deaf with it. But I really do want to... Uh, Purchase a couple well, of this Krispy is one of Kreme's. Germany's richest families that owns the controlling steak and Krispy Kreme donuts mm. and Panera bread, amongst other things. Didn't Puma too and Adidas? Wasn't it some? It's a lot of different companies that were like that. I thought so too. Right. Well, who knew? I didn't know about Krispy Kreme. Mm. Maybe All I right. need to hit Shack up. I definitely want me a couple of Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm not gonna lie to you. you want donuts or you want heard. you want? I want the franchise. franchise. Okay. Yeah, I want the franchise. You I can't feel... just want it. Don't you gotta go through the process? You gotta apply for it, and then I'm sure you gotta take some classes. I know that. When I was looking at Chick Fil A, they actually wanted you to work there. You, you had to go you through a couple work there for like processes. Two years. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot into it. And I think if well, never mind, I'm not gonna tell my idea. But yes, I would like the, a Krispy Kreme. All right, well that is your front page news. And I just want to say that uh, Jersey did not pass the uh, the marijuana legislation yesterday. Really? No, they did not. They put it on hold. They didn't think they were gonna have enough votes, so they had to postpone it. So who voted for that? I guess. I didn't see no vote for that. Well, not you, the congressman, or whoever it was oh. in New Jersey uh, legislation. <laughs> wasn't you. You can vote. Yeah, I missed that vote. All right, guys. Oh, and I got your water, watermelon, apple, pineapple, lemon, drink fresh juice. All right, throw that over there, please. Got it. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed and want to spread some positivity. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Cassandra from New Jersey. Hey, Cassandra. Why are you yelling? This is for you, and this is for Charlemagne. You continue to talk politics. Just like Charlemagne did not know that the marijuana vote uh, legislation did not pass yesterday because you don't go to your local council meeting. You've never been to your local council meeting. You've never been to a state meeting down in Trenton. So shut up. Why are you telling us to shut up if oh we said gosh. we didn't know what, what happened? <laughs> why, why did you just... Because you don't. You don't even go to your, you've never even been to a council meeting before, uh, Charlotte. So, I love you. Did so, you go to a council meeting? So I got to go to a council meeting to know that there was a vote being passed yesterday? You should know. You should know that because one thing, you are you on top of your politics. And I think, you know what? And secondly, I think you guys should have the, uh, Donald up there. I may not agree with everything he does, but the fact that, you know, you guys got to be fair. Have both Republicans and Democrats because uh, the Democrats have been in charge, at, particularly in New Jersey. We said, we said Donald could come the, up here. We, we, we said Don, Donald yeah, could come Chris up here. Donald's not banned from up here. Donald, Donald could definitely come up, come up here. Listen, here's the thing. Conservatives don't usually come up here. We got a lot of them knocking on the door now because we put that out there and said that they don't come up here, but historically, they don't really be coming up here. And lastly, let me get on you. Charlamagne, I'm so glad that you got three daughters, so you continue to go to those uh, cheerleading meetings. I'm glad you go and be bored, just like me. I have to be bored. And <laughs> you know what this is, uh, DJ Envy? This Cassandra, my daughter cheered with the Brick City Lion cheerleaders where your son played, yep. and you still did not give a donation. You did not. Ooh. I didn't give a donation? You don't be supporting. Who, who paid? Cheerleaders. Who, 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 oh, the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. Yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't give a donation We've been to talking about this, Envy. I gave a donation to the football team and not the oh, cheerleaders. Angela E., Angela E., get on them. And Angela E., did you send one? 
Yeah, you should get the yee. Yee's a female. You should be did supporting I send, you. Did I do what? Did you send a donation to the cheerleaders of Brick City Lions? I don't even know where to send that. You don't know where to send it. She but Emmy, don't your son play for the team? My son, yeah, I know. But he they, don't play for the they, cheerleaders. But but don't they cheerlead for the team? Yes, they do. I okay, that's part of the team. The I think the football team. The cheerleaders. Cassandra, I don't like all this pushing that you're doing this morning. <laughs> she is extorting us. I'm from Newark. What you expect? Exactly. There you go. All right, have a good have one. Have a good day. Goodness gracious. Look at this. New Jersey legal weed vote canceled after lack of support because Charlamagne and Envy were not there. <laughs> Shut up. It's the headline. Hello? <laughs> Yo. Who's this? I'm DJ Sweat. DJ Sweat. What up, bro? Get it off your chest. How you doing, man? I just wanted to say that. Um, I actually ran into you uh, when you and Gia did the, your podcast at uh, Child Downtown. Okay, yeah, Gia. DJ on. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. I'm, I apologize. Damn. It's, it's all good. Um, and I just want to say you know, I, I love the way that sh- that you work, man. Like, you show love to, to, to all the DJs and everybody that was there. Like, that was, that was real dope for me. I want to say, Charlemagne, like, I always big you up because I was on the breaks with, with you. And I asked you about about interning at, at iHeart. And you, like, opened up your phone right away with no questions asked. And was like, yo, you just got to do this, this, and that, this, and the third. And I always wanted to big you up for that. Angela, love, you, my brother. Always, man. Angela, you, like, you are you an amazing soul. I love listening to you every morning. I listen to, listen to you every morning while I'm Ubering out all over the place. And when I'm just out about, I listen to you all the time. I, I love and appreciate y'all, OD. Well, thank you right, for that positivity. Uh, we you, got man. two very different calls this morning. morning. I know, right? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you're about to rob us now. Why are you making me feel so comfortable? Why are you being so nice to us, bro? I don't know. He hung up. Just accept it. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, man? This is Trey Watt. Hey, Trey, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Not much. What's going on, DJ Envy? Charlamagne, the guy, Angela Lee. Uh, Good morning. I listen to you guys every time uh, wake up. It's my birthday today, and I'm so glad I got there to you guys. Thank Happy you, birthday, bro. It's a bad bitch birthday. Hey, appreciate it. <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one. That's all you got? Hey. Well, not, uh, hey, I just want to say you guys are really funny. Um, y'all are doing the thing out there. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just so excited to be on here. I was waiting so long. Okay. Okay. Right, well, well happy birthday, birthday man. I hope this starts your day off great. Hello, who's this? This is Shirley. Hey, Shirley. What's, what's up, Shirley? Shirley? Hey, what's going on, you guys? What up? Get it off your chest. I'm tired of you guys talking about that school thing as if society makes it easy for black or minorities to get ahead. So if I had the opportunity to put my my daughter in a situation where somebody would give her an opportunity, I'm going to do that. You guys are acting like society is not who you know, not necessarily what you but, know. But uh, time out, time out, my, my love. Uh, that That's the whole point. That's the reason we speak out against it because we already know that it's more difficult for minority kids, poor and disenfranchised kids. So if you're lying to these kids telling them all they got to do is work hard and get an education, but the system is rigged, what's the point? So yeah, we these have people to call are paying that one point. These people are paying $1.2 million to get their kids yeah. into a school. Can we afford to do that? We got we to gotta call that out. I pay for, what? I pay for my daughter to go to boarding school. Okay. So, so, and that's that affords her an opportunity to move me? forward in life. So, so I, I would rather deal with the reality of how the society is instead of making our kids believe that it's life is so fair. 
That's the point, though. Like, if we don't call out the fact that these people are spending all this money to get their kids through school, how can we lie to our kids and say, look, all you got to do is work hard, uh, get good grades, and you can get in any school you want when we know that's not but the point? You, shouldn't, you should not be lying to your kids. That's the whole point. You should give your kids the tools they need to survive, and telling the truth is survival. So what's, not, the, I'm so about, so, so what's the truth? So what's the truth? What do you think Beyonce's daughter is going to do? Beyonce, Beyonce don't count. Beyonce's daughter. Beyonce's in a whole other tax bracket. Beyonce don't count. Okay, Without- but but the point is that money talks. So if I have an opportunity to give my child a, a, a way out, then I'm going to give it to her. And I'm going to make sure that she recognizes that she should give another minority kid an opportunity. Not, well, yeah, honey, yeah, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy and proud for you that you have managed to get your daughter in boarding school. I think that's great. But the issue here is that everybody doesn't have $1.2 million to bribe a college. You don't and have that. And that. That, that money is also taken away from the opportunity of somebody who could have gotten that scholarship, who really played on the women's soccer team. This child doesn't even play soccer. Common sense. That's the difference. You don't have $1.2 to give to Yale. You don't have a half a million to give to USC. Maybe she does. No, she don't. I know she don't. Do you? No, I don't. Don't tell me what you know about me. You don't know nothing about Ooh. me. Yeah, we don't. We don't know do you, that. Do you, do you have a half a million dollars to give to a school for you your daughter? No, 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 I don't. However, don't make the assumption because I'm calling you. Okay. So don't make that assumption. I'm just telling. Right. Listen, I'm just telling you the facts. Like, why are we getting so okay, mad at reality? I think she got one, the money. One, one other thing I want to <laughs> get off my chest. I'm sick of you guys talking about R. Kelly like he's the only oh pedophile in the world. We always condemn the black men. None of these white men who do it for generations are, are being being brought to, to task for this. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that black people always jump on the bandwagon of condemning black people. But the white man, they won't do it to. So what do you, want, what do you want to happen? I condemn all pedophiles. What I want to happen is the, is the condemnation to go across the board. Okay. Not just all of our black men who are now, who, who are figures in society for our children who are being condemned, but the white man continues to do what they do. But name some so white men, mama. Black people why don't they? Why don't they do something about all these white people? Na- 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 name some of the white people. Name some white people right now. Name some white people. 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 Name need no hug. See, you, you guys don't want to hear somebody who want to say that. We've been saying this the whole time. I just, no, I'm just, all I just, those old I don't people know why you're so angry. All those people. Have you had breakfast? I'm not angry. I'm, not, I'm expressive. I'm not angry. There's there a you go. I'm very happy in my life. Well, you have a good one. I love you. And we love you. I love you guys, too. We love you more. I can't tell, but I know you know I can't tell. This is how black people talk I, to each I other. I know you can't tell because you never want to hear nobody else's opinion but your own, but it's good. I'm okay with that. Okay. I just said I love you. Well, she don't love you. But you, Yeah, you did, but you said a smart remark. On the end. I so can't help it. Yeah. I can't help it. I can't help it. Same way you can't help but be aggressive. I can't help it to say something smart Crazy. at the end. What did y'all do to people this morning? God damn. Good this morning. Everybody's very passionate. Everybody woosah real Same quick. Say right fast. Come on, man. <sighs> now do we need to do a Kuna Matata. Kuna <laughs> Matata, it means no worries for the rest of your day. Don't worry. Please shut up. up. 
Be happy, don't worry, be happy. Smile, bitch. Smile, <laughs> See, bitch. Go too far. Come on, now, let's get happy. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Um, you know what? I'm going to start it off on a positive note this morning. We're going to be talking about finances. We're going to be talking about uh, honors who got their own day and the city's highest honor in Atlanta. Also, the Georgia State Senate. Find out who they honored. All right, we'll get into all that Keep boring rumors when we come back. <laughs> Where's the spice? Tell them why you blessed. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yes, morning everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club, good morning. What's happening? Now usually, okay, here we go. All right, now usually let's get... Usually what? Now usually there's a sheet here that tells me what we're doing, you know, what we're teasing, but uh, our boy, uh, the guy that runs the boards is uh, on vacation today. Dramo, shout out to Dramo. So let's get to these rumors, let's talk Pharrell. It's this is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, let's start off with some good news this morning. Pharrell is the executive producer of a new kids show on Netflix, and it's called Brainchild. Now, he said he got involved because it's a desperate need to raise awareness about the importance of science with our youth. So basically, it's a STEAM learning show, which is science, technology, and current events. So uh, you know what STEAM stands for, right, guys? Science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Okay. Okay, so basically it's going to help kids learn about doing different things, and it was co-created by Atomic Entertainment. They're the, same one that do, they're the same ones that do Brain Games, which is on the National Geographic channel. It was on there for seven seasons. So they're talking about accessibility for the show for teachers and for students. I'm going to tell you why this is very important, because, like, you know, when, you, when, when my wife is doing something like my daughter's hair mm-hmm. in the kitchen, so you want to turn the TV on in the background just to keep her distracted. You always want to try to throw on something that's informative educational. and educational. Correct. You there'll be I mean? interactive games. There'll be experiments and skits to teach and highlight the core concepts and principles of STEAM. Yeah. That's dope. Keep All her right. distracted while she's getting that hair braided. Now, Justin Bieber said he's going to take a break. He posted, so I read a lot of messages saying, you want an album? I've toured my whole teenage life in early 20s. I realized, and as you guys probably saw, I was unhappy last tour. I don't deserve that, and you don't deserve that. You pay money to come and have a lively, energetic, fun-like concert. I was unable emotionally to give you that near the end of the tour. I have been looking, seeking, trial and error, as most of us do, and I am now very focused on repairing some of the deep-rooted issues I have, as most of us have. I'm tell you, though, Justin Bieber still got it, though. I'm tell you that right now. Yeah, he said he still got his swag. He said, my swag is undeniable, and my drive is indescribable. His love is supernatural. His grace is that reliable. And uh, he said that? Yeah. Who do you think he is, Muhammad Ali? (laughs) Listen, he's getting better better with age, I'm telling you. He still still got it in that studio. He still sounds good. How you know? You heard some records? Maybe, maybe not, but he still sounds good. Mm. All right, now, Kalani, congratulations. She gave birth to her baby over the weekend, Adeya. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, her uh, child's father said a day is home. Kalani gave birth at home, standing up unmedicated into my arms as we spoke her first words to her, the most beautiful moment of my life. Standing up unmedicated? Yes. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. That's actually the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah, you're wow. supposed to be standing up, not laying down when my, you have a baby. My, our third daughter was a natural childbirth. But she standing, wasn't standing up? Your wife said up. Yeah. Nah, she was laying down. I can't uh, imagine that. No, and it wasn't, no. it wasn't natural childbirth because we wanted to do that. It was because uh, the hospital didn't have any more epidurals available. What yeah. hospital was this? Man. A very good one, but you know they don't care about black women when they be in labor. 
Mm. Well, at least it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now Meek Mill has gotten his own day and the highest honor in Atlanta. So congratulations to him. March 25th is now Meek Mill Day. They gave him a proclamation declaring that. They also gave him a Phoenix Award. That award is awarded to a small number of people who have made significant contributions to the local community and are celebrating a major milestone. He is now an honorary citizen of Atlanta, <laughs> and they wanted to applaud him for his intense efforts That's so crazy. to mend America's criminal justice system. I want to include Mars from Meek Mill. Why is that crazy? All those awards and that judge still got him on probation. Won't, won't put him on probation. That is very stupid. That is crazy. That is very Didn't dumb. he just get one in Connecticut or something like that? Yeah, he's been getting all kinds of... <laughs> and that judge still you, has I, him I on probation? I don't even know why Meek Mill is on probation. That is point. crazy. Other he than, don't know uh, either. Shout out uh, to Meek. Other than, that, other than somebody in that office wants to see him every month just mm. because, <laughs> I don't see it why don't make he's no still sense. on probation. No. All right, now T.I. also has been honored by the Georgia State Senate for Community Impact, so congratulations to him for his contributions in his home state, so that's all because of his philanthropic work, his... Harris Community Works, and For the Love of Our Fathers. So congratulations Drop to T.I. Cool as well. Now, 21 Savage. My he guy. has pledged his money to Atlanta youth during the bank account financial literary expansion, and he's in the second phase of that campaign that he started earlier in the month. He's been speaking out against gang violence and voicing his support for tighter gun control. He did just pledge $100 to each of the kids who attended a recent event that he did and opened a bank account. So they had to attend and open a bank account, and then he was pledged their first $100 to put into that account. And I know there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, 21 is just doing that because of his current uh, he's situation. Been doing it. He's been, he's doing, been that doing that way before they arrested him for being an illegal immigrant or whatever the hell he got arrested for. Mm-hmm. All right, now that was uh, all good news. And your front page news. Kind of whack, to be honest with you. I mean, all right, you know, that was whack, right? We, you we, say we went all we, positively we, now. We, be like, we live in this area where if it bleeds, it leads. Nothing was bleeding in that room. Well, we're going to get back into it in the next hour. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. All right. There'll be some where, bleeding. Where's the, gre- <laughs> where's the grease? My goodness. All right. We got front page news next year. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about Krispy Kreme. Mm. Uh, find out about their ties their past ties that they are now donating money to try to, I guess, uh, make amends. Somebody from Krispy Kreme holler at me. I really want to open a Krispy Kreme. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. You've been that. saying it. Have you looked at the qualifications? I, or even? I did. Why I do did, they I have did. to holler at you? Why don't you holler at them? You're trying to open a Krispy Kreme. I got money. All right, so holler. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there. I'm not going to beg you to take my money. Do you even try? It's, yes, I have. Oh. Oh, so a you have bit. begged. A little bit. A little, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right, well, we get into front page news when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? On April 5th, just say the word Shazam, and you'll find out. Shazam is the ultimate wish fulfillment movie about a kid named Billy Batson who transforms into a superhero with just one word. Shazam. In theaters, April 5th. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front What's page happening? news. Now, uh, Conor McGregor, he's retiring, huh? It's a wrap? He's over? He's yeah. not doing it anymore? Yeah, yesterday he announced on Twitter that he is retiring. So there it is. Uh, no more mixed martial arts for Conor McGregor. He said, I've decided to retire from the sport formerly known as mixed martial art today. I wish all my old colleagues well going forward in competition. I now join my former partners on this venture already in retirement. Proper pina coladas on me, fellas. Uh, I'm not interested in Conor McGregor anyway. Uh, all, 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 all mouth, no action. It's like he knows how to sell a fight now. Days, but he forgot how to fight. Was he the best UFC fighter? I, I don't. I'm not into UFC. No, so not, I don't know. not in the past few years. No? Absolutely not. No. Oh, okay. 
All right, what else we got, Yee? Well, let's talk about Michael Avenatti, the uh, attorney who has just been arrested for fraud. Now, if you guys don't know this story, prosecutors in New York are saying that it was a whole Nike scheme where he repped an AAU coach. Their team had just lost a Nike sponsorship that was worth $72,000 a year. The coach said that Nike made payments to families of some high school basketball players. And in order to keep quiet, Avenatti demanded payment from Nike to keep him quiet. So he was arrested uh, where he was supposed to go ahead and meet with Nike officials, and he did get arrested there. The complaint says that Avenatti claimed that the AAU coach had evidence one or more Nike employees had funded payments to families of top high school basketball players and then tried to conceal those payments. Now, here's how Michael Avenatti is responding to those claims. For the entirety of my career, I have fought against powerful people and powerful corporations. I will never stop fighting that good fight. I am highly confident that when all of the evidence is laid bare, when due process occurs, that I will be fully exonerated and justice will be done. You tried to shake down Nike. Now, you also know Michael Avenatti as he represents the family of Asriel Clary in the whole R. Kelly criminal case. And he also did represent Stormy Daniels. Now, Stormy Daniels said on Twitter, I made the decision more than a month ago to terminate Michael's services after discovering he had dealt with me dishonestly and there will be more announcements to come. R. Kelly's sitting somewhere right now saying, See? No, we can't see y'all, Kelly. Two things can be true. Michael could be a scammer and you can be a pedophile. Now, the Nike indictment also says that uh, Avenatti had an unnamed co-conspirator and they said it is attorney Mark Garagos. So that is allegedly his co-conspirator. Yeah, they said he put on Twitter or Instagram he was going to have a press conference today about what Nike was doing and they arrested him like two, three hours right after that that he posted that or something like that. What the hell, what the hell is Nike doing? They're saying paying uh, families that they shouldn't be paying families, uh, high school families, allegedly paying these families. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it either. I don't have a problem with Nike playing these high school families. AAU is very all expensive. These college families. It's hard for these kids to get around. It's very expensive for these kids to play basketball. So the fact that they're helping these kids travel and get to these different places, feeding these kids, I, I don't have a problem with it. Nope. Now, Michael Avenatti uh, wanted to get between 15 and $25 million. And he said if he didn't get that money, he was going to hold a news conference on the eve of their quarterly earnings call. Yeah, See, I don't, I don't this have is a all problem. alleged. Right now. I don't have a problem with these big shoe companies paying the college players either because these college nope. players are bringing in billions and billions mm-hmm. of dollars, okay? You well, hit, hit? it should just be legal. It should be legal. It shouldn't, legal. It shouldn't it should be. be something that you have to sneak and do. They definitely need to make sure that these they're making all this money off of these students. High yes. school and college, yeah, you know absolutely. Be, you know it should mm-hmm. be illegal? Selling these kids' jerseys for top dollar. You know what I'm saying? Making these kids they wear... They should get a percentage exactly. of... Exactly. Making these kids wear your shoes, you know, and not paying them a goddamn thing, okay? To a make, lot of them have families at home that are struggling yep. to make ends yes. meet. and Very expensive. Things like this happen. Meanwhile, NCAA making billions of dollars, but we watching Duke games, praying that Zion Williamson don't have an injury that's going to keep him from getting paid in the future. Right. We know what the, we know what that organization is making, and NCAA is making. All right, and speaking of money, one of Germany's richest families is now trying to come to terms with their past that's very disturbing. They own a controlling stake in Krispy Kreme donuts and Panera Bread, amongst others. They're donating $11 million to charity. Their ancestors were supporters of Hitler and extensively used forced labor. So now they are making this huge donation. The family has an estimated wealth of thirty-three, of $37 billion. FYI. We're going to have to come to the harsh reality that every institution in the world probably that is worth something was was built on somebody's blood. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You're just going to have to come to that harsh reality at some point. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051. We have Kendra here. Kendra, can you step right there? Sit down for oh, a second, Kendra. Kendra looks sad already. Turn her mic up a little Wagwan, bit. Wagwan, Kendra! Now, now, Kendra is an intern up here. She also uh, works with me on several different things. My Wagwan, car show, brethren! My podcast. Sit down, Kendra. Sit down sit for down. a second. Sit a spell, Kendra. So, so Kendra talk. called me a couple of weeks ago. It's it one was, of my nieces, too. It was very distraught. She sent somebody money through Cash App. Mm. And she actually sent it to the wrong person. Now, that happens because, Emma, you've done that before. Yes, I sent 5000 Kendra, I think you sent 500 correct? I sent 400 You sent 400 Yeah. And, um... Let Kendra tell her story. Go ahead, Kendra, go. Okay, so I was sending 400 to my friend uh, while we were away, but I actually, I sent it to the wrong person, so I called a Cash App number. You Googled I, the number that I you Googled thought was Cash that App. that I thought was Cash App because I reached out to Envy because I knew he had one through the problem, mm-hmm. so he was going to get a number, but you know how sometimes you're just so heavy-handed with the trigger. So I was just like, let me just go on Google and search for a Cash App So number. you Google Cash App refund right. number. Cash App refund number. Damn it, man. Okay. So then when I looked up the number, I called it. The, I spoke with this this man. I think his name was Tyron. He was an Indian Allegedly. Man. Allegedly, his name was Tyron. Really, his name was really Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone. What his name was Tyrone. Tyrone. From Brooklyn. But whatever. So he was pretending Ty- to be Indian. Tyrone. Tyrone. Okay. And so the whole time I was crying on the phone because I was distraught. I lost four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and he was saying, "Kent, Miss Dennis, just breathe through it. I got you. Relax." He did breathing exercises with yes, you. Yes, he, okay. he 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 said, "Breathe in, breathe out." I <clears throat> was wow. trying to be so sympathetic, sympathetic because I was scam. crying. I was on the streets of Miami, and he he said, "Just give me two minutes." He put me on hold. At that time, I did feel something in my stomach saying, "This doesn't feel right." But you kept going. Yeah, I kept going. You didn't going. trust that Jamaican instinct. <laughs> I didn't trust that in- instinct. So two minutes later, while I was on hold, the phone call dropped. So I immediately ran to an ATM. No, wait, I- but you got to say, he asked you for your username and he, password. Yes, I'm sorry. He asked me for my email. He <laughs> said, um, can you verify some certain things for me? He asked me my card number. I'm thinking it's just like when you call a bank and they're verifying certain things with you. So I'm telling him certain personal information. Lord have mercy, I gave out, you know, I gave out too much. Just you gave out everything. Hindsight is 2020. So right. looking back at it now, I did some silly stuff, just being irrational. And so he, he emptied got, out your bank account. He emptied out everything after I told him that I had lost four hundred dollars, oh and he was gosh. playing to be sympathetic with me. So, so I, what's the moral of the story? So wait, were you able? So you weren't able to get lives? your money back though. I wasn't, so I called my bank and they said they couldn't do anything about it because Cash App is a third party. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to, because the funds were already taken out, nothing could have been done. So I had to, it has to be done through Cash App. <sighs> so what happened? So she lost all her money? I lost my money. So you got scammed. She got scammed. I got scammed. Wow. Poor baby. All right. Like, We've all been scammed though. We've all been scammed. So let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Have you ever been scammed before? And if you have been scammed before, give us a call. Uh, when the lady from sales comes in today, Kendra, we're going to walk you down there and see if we can fix this problem. Yeah, let's see if we can get her back her money. But even if we can't fix the problem, we're going to make sure we're good. $8,000. $8,000? Sure well, we're we'll going to talk about, about that when we come back. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about being scammed. All right, have you ever been scammed before? 800-585-1051. Now, Yee said she's been scammed out of $8,000. You got to tell this story. Okay, so this is when I was a lot younger. Yeah, $8,000 when you were younger? That's all the money I had in the world. I had just been on tour, mm-hmm. and that was all cash that I had. Mm-hmm. Kind of told us you on. 
When I was doing her routine. Oh, I'm about to say, you make it sound like you was just out here singing. <laughs> no, I was working. I was on tour, and mm-hmm. that's when I used to work for Wu-Tang. And I had $8,000 cash, and I was like, I'm about to buy a car. Now, my brother told me he knew this guy that was a dealer, so he was licensed to go to the auctions mm-hmm. and buy cars at the auction. I just had to give him the money. And he had gotten a couple of cars for people. So I gave him the money, and I, what kind of car did I want? I think I wanted, like, a... Toyota 4Runner or something mm-hmm. like that. So I was really excited to get this car at the auction. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a car. It's going to be dope. You know, just paid for the whole thing out front. It was all my money. Right. And, yeah, that's it. And, and you know what? You after, I, after this happened, nope, never seen him again. And then, actually, the assistant district attorney in Brooklyn called me because they were looking for him because he was a scammer. And I just looked him up because I know his full name online yesterday, and I see he's still out here scamming people. He's in Atlanta now, and it looks like he oh, pretended. What's his name? His name is Kennedy DeRoach. And it looks Kennedy like he... Kennedy DeRoach. Yeah. It Stop looks like that people, he... Pretends to do like work for people in their homes, like a contractor. Really? But all these people are like, I hired him to do this. I gave him this money, and he came in and did a little bit, and then just left and never came back. And so he's still scamming people. <laughs> My goodness, I got scammed. I bought a um. This guy was driving in the street, and he asked me to roll down my window, and said he had leather jackets. He said he just left the Jacob Javis Center and he had these leather jackets and he was flying back to Italy but didn't want to fly back with the jackets. And I Italy, remember that she was and, so mad. And the jackets were real, <laughs> so he he pulled over and he was like. All right, look, let me show you. I'm going to show you that the jacket is real. So he, he pulled out a lighter and tried to light the jacket on fire and was like, see, leather doesn't burn. I'm like, word. He was like, this jacket is real. It's so, it's, I can't remember the brand. It's this, it's that. It's a real leather jacket. I was like, how much? He was like, 500. I said, no, I ain't giving you 500, bro. He said, I right, I'll do two for 300. I said, bet. So I bought myself one and I bought my dad one, right? I got all excited. I brought it to my dad. My dad was like, this is rubber. This is not leather. I Ooh. said, no, this is leather. Oh, so man. So we went to the local, like, seamstress, and then found out he got me for 300 Fake leather. So I, I never buy nothing off the street. Charlemagne, have you ever got scammed? I'm sure you got scammed. You're from oh, South I Carolina. Got, I got scammed once that I can remember. It's when I used to sell crack because I was what you call a quarter spoon guy. So that's seven grams of crack. And uh, I got a little sporty and decided I wanted to start selling half, half ounces, which is 14 grams of crack. Uh-huh. But the person who fronted me that... Half ounce of crack gave me some crack that was cooked with this product called isotol. So majority of the crack was like isotol. It was like isotol and just a little bit of cocaine. And he gave me that and said, just give me $500 back. But I couldn't sell it because it was majority isotol. That's so why was, you got to try your product. Sh- shut up. So it was trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even know what isotol so, is, crack. So, I don't know. I, so I don't the, know. Moral, the moral of the story is I, I, I still owe this guy $500. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of story, don't sell crack. So you're the scammer. <laughs> you, Jay, you got scammed before, bro? Bro, they got me when they tried to, man. What happened? I was online, was looking for some football tickets, man. Uh, the Saints versus Bucks. I'm down in Tampa. And um, I found a dude on Craigslist that had some tickets, mm-hmm. like some bomb seats, all of that stuff. It was about mm. 700 bucks. So, you know, I hit him up like, yo, man, I can get these tickets, but, you know, work with me on the price. Got him down to like 600 or whatever. And, you know, I was like, but... I got to see it, like, through Ticketmaster. Like, I got to use it through Ticketmaster. I'll send you the money, but I want to see my tickets on my Ticketmaster app. So he sent me the tickets through Ticketmaster before I even paid him. Wow. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Right. I'm looking at I got my verification email, all that good stuff. I go ahead and I pay the dude. I get the tickets. You know, I'm looking at my tickets, everything. Like, so the next morning was, like, the day before the game. The next morning, they hit me up. The ticket master does and say, yo, these tickets was obtained fraudulently. We taking them back. 
Ain't nothing you can do about it. Your money gone. Damn. Right? So, like, I'm calling, trying to figure out what to do. Nothing. Ticketmaster's like, look, we sent an email that says make sure that these tickets are being transferred by somebody you know. If it's not paying through Ticketmaster, nothing we can do. So I called a bank and was like, yo, I don't know what the hell Cash App is. Some, I don't, somebody hacked me. Yo, I don't, I don't know what none of that is. And the bank gave me back my money. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, but if you say that you spent that money on Cash App, you sent that money and you didn't get it, that's that's one thing. They say, well, you verified that purchase. Mm. But I said, I never, I don't even know what Cash App so is. So you lied. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know why y'all use Cash App. That's fraud. I love Cash App. I, I, I use I, it for I, everything. I, I mean, you just have to make sure you're sending it to the right yeah, person. Yeah, I use Cash App too. You just got to make sure you send it to the right person. I don't know, man. 800-585-1051. Have you ever been scammed? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about getting scammed. Have you ever been scammed before? Sounds like I got scammed the worst. Mm-hmm. I said I got scammed the worst yeah, out of all of y'all. $8,000. I would still be looking for that guy. Listen, I, I, he's in Decatur, Georgia. I'm about to post his information. Okay. Jesus Christ. Pyron. <laughs> Pyron. It's Kyron. What's up, NV? You got scammed before, bro? Yeah, man, I got scammed, man. Last tax season, man, I was um, I was waiting on my money, you know, my refund, and um, I, you know, I end up calling the IRS on the Google site, and the Google site had a bogus number on there, so I call it, and the man ended up getting all my info, blase, blase. You know, I check and see the website where uh, where uh, you, you you check your status or or whatever. And I end up um, seeing the the payment that already went, went through and whatever. You know what I'm saying? The payment had already been um, submitted. You know, it wasn't pending anymore. So I knew right right in there I've been scammed by whoever I was on the phone. Oh, with. so somebody took but your I tax ended, money? Yeah. But wow. I ended up getting it back. Yeah, I ended up getting it back. You know, but it was probably like like a year and a half later. You know. Wow. And let me just tell people: the IRS is not going to call you and say you have to make a payment by 5 p.m from an automated phone call. It's not going to happen. I know that they're sending out a lot of those automated phone calls. I get them all the time. You will be arrested by 5 o'clock if you don't send $500. Those are fake. I'm just going to tell you that there. Yeah, those are they're fake. they're not going to call you. No, they're not going to call you. Hello, who's this? Hi, DJ Envy. This is Jamila. Hey, Jamila. You ever been scammed before? Yeah, I, I actually helped take down um, a scammer. Oh, good for you. Put down a camera. Oh, a scammer. A scammer. I can't hear neither. Yeah, because um, I was uh, trying to find a place to rent, and um, I had looked up this place on Craigslist. Oh, that and, oh, I hear these stories. Yeah. yeah, man. And, you know, they were like, oh, come meet me at the house. You're getting approved. We just need somebody to move in, yada, yada, yada. Well, when I get there, you know, the for rent sign out there had a different number. So something just told me, like, I just told my brother, I'm like, bruh, call that number and see if somebody answers. So when he called them, the, the lady on the phone, she was um, the project manager, I guess, or whatever, but she was just saying that people had already been getting scammed by these same people. So we got on the phone with the investigator who was already investigating the scam, and they were like, just stay there. They're, they were on the way, and so were the people that were supposed to meet me at the house. So when, when everybody got there, we got the people, and they got locked up. Oh, wow. Good for you. Good for you. Take down that scammer. And I just want to tell people that, you know, some of the biggest scams are the IRS saying that they call. That's a scam. Also, when you're trying to book somebody, like a lot of people try to book artists for shows, 
and they have the wrong booking agent, people get them for that as well. Oh, you yes. know what else is a big scam that um, people get caught with all the time? What? When they say you get an email from someone that looks like somebody you know, and it's like, I'm traveling, I don't have any money, I've lost all my money. That's I've a big scam, I've seen people too. get scammed that way. Yes, yeah, so just be careful out there. Do your, your homework. Now, Y'all show sure Cash App not a scam? Of course not. I use Cash App like every okay. day. Now, Kendra's back here now. If you haven't heard, Kendra's our intern. And Kendra, how much you lost, Kendra? $980. She lost $980. She cash, cash App. She cashed App somebody $400. She cashed App the wrong person. Then she Googled Cash Fund Refund Number. Cash App Refund Number. Cash App and Refund Number. And you can only number. go get a refund through their app. You have to contact them that way. You can't call right, them. Right, that's what my bank told me afterwards. And then when I looked at the call number to see where it was from, it was a New Jersey number, which is not where the headquarters are for right. Cash App. So she called the Cash App Refund Number, gave the person... The information because she wanted her money back and then they cleared out her account. So what's your finances like now, Kendra? You're a young college student just trying to make it in these streets. I and thank God that I have people around me who have looked out for me and you know Who are these people? They better um, not be boys that you sleeping with, Kendra. I'm not showing you. I'm just checking on my nieces, making Shout sure. Shout out they... to mama. Everybody there up you here go. knows mama. Well, she looked she looked out for me. Uh, my oh, parents Ms. Anita. Told me, yes. Okay. Ms. Anita. Well, with Charlemagne Yee, I think we should Break it down, and we should give it back to $980. Stop. Don't do that. Yeah, let's give Kendra back her money. Well, don't start crying yet, because I don't understand what we're doing right, right. now. No. Kendra, Kendra, I love you, but I'm not sure this is what I God wants us to do. I think we should give her back. She works way. hard for us. She works she hard does. for me. Yes. I think we should all come together and give her her $980. Guys, I just feel like Envy make her do the most There's work, so maybe Envy should give half the money. There's a lesson to be learned in this, Kendra, and giving you back the money you lost is not the lesson. I don't think, I don't know why Envy's saying this. Yes, we should give, we should break it down and give Kendra back the money. I always want to be the adult I needed as a child, but sometimes you got to learn to take these L's. That's a learning lesson and it wasn't experience. Like, I, I, I was I was definitely naive I'm to delivered. believe this <laughs> the person who I was on the phone with. $326 each we should give like, Kendra here's my back. Part. You know how much money Angela. I lost when I was younger? What? <laughs> a lot. Well, we okay. Should, can, Whether it was parties that I threw that didn't work. I used to have to get people to call the, the bomb the squad on other Charlamagne. parties. Charlamagne. I got shut up. crack. You okay? Like She's out here Kendra, trying to do the right thing. I don't understand. I don't. I don't like this life lesson. Yeah, she works for us. Are you gonna give her three? Are you gonna give her three twenty-six, man? <laughs> I don't know. You don't yet. Have I gotta think to. about this. I love Kendra. This is my partner. <laughs> but I gotta think about this. I she works hard. What is the lesson in this? What are we teaching these kids? Is if they when they get scared, we just give them their money back. <laughs> when you was young and you got scared, who gave you your money back? Nobody. Exactly. You when you who gave you your money back? But I will so say who this. Who be giving her money back? I just want to. I just like like I just want to say something because yes. this has brought back a lot of feelings of hurt from my youth. <laughs> yes. And um, I just looked up Kennedy's information. Look what somebody said about him. Sorry, excuse for a contractor. Do not hire this man. He was supposed to remodel our master bathroom, but only partially finished it. Then guess what he did? What? He stole $10,000 of their money and stole jewelry from the house and just disappeared. Look at that. And that person ain't getting their 10 grand back or their jewelry back. So, give, are you so gonna why give, are we giving Kendra, Kendra 3 I don't even know why we're giving her this money. Are you going to give her because she needs it? Because we care. <laughs> she, saved, she saved her hard-earned money. They cleared out her account. Kendra ain't coming here one time acting like she need nothing. You need some money, Kendra? Yes. 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 You yes. good with that six-something, right? <laughs> Give Uncle Charlotte don't know if that's the lesson that needs to be told. <laughs> you gonna give her that money, man. That ain't the way life works, goddammit. Life don't work like that. We, we, we giving these kids the wrong impressions out here. Crazy, that's man. not how life works. This guy's crazy. I'm serious. Kendra, if he don't give you the money... She was in here crying, I'll make up the, I'll make up the She learned her lesson. Kendra ain't crying in front of me. Goodness you weren't here that day. She was oh. crying. Come I was talking to about that. Yeah, and you were late. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about Lonzo Ball. Is he leaving Big Baller brand? 
Ryan for Nike will tell you what's going on. The next time you got to get his breakfast, Kendra, you give him a little something. Kendra, who buy you breakfast every morning? Again, now shout out to Uncle Charlotte. You always look, all of you look out. That's and right. I appreciate Put all of you. Put a little something extra in his breakfast tomorrow. But life, I, I don't know yet. I got to think about this. I got to see what God <laughs> tell me in about an hour. God <laughs> it ain't on my heart to give you the re- this money right <laughs> this now, Kendra. I'm be honest with you. All right, rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Cardi D. When she was on Instagram Live, she was talking about people who were criticizing her, saying that she doesn't deserve to be in the position that she's in, and here's what she said. That a, that don't sound like a new video. Yeah, that's a that's an old video. Of well, she's setting the story straight on what she what she meant by that because she is going to be writing a book about her life. Mm-hmm. I'm a rapper. I'm a bitch that came from the streets, that came to the industry. I wasn't a Disney Channel star. I wasn't a nun. I wasn't a saint. I'm a good-hearted person, but I have done fucked up. Shit. And y'all don't got to worry about it. Y'all don't got to tell my story. Y'all want to know why y'all don't got to tell my story? Because I'm going to write a book about my life. I've been through a lot of shit. Yeah, you can use your past experiences as a teachable moment, but, you know, it just has to be presented properly. And I think that we probably should have read about that in her her book. That didn't sound right on IG Live. Yeah, I'm sure somebody <laughs> pulled up that old clip, and, and it is absolutely positively foul, but... I would say one thing about Cardi B. I mean, we all know Cardi B in here. She is genuinely a good person. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, here's the thing. But, but Car- it was foul. Car- yeah, it was. Cardi was a Grammy-ass NYC stripper. If you think these strippers weren't out here drugging men and robbing them, setting dudes up to be robbed, then you are bugging. Mm. You're out of your goddamn Doesn't mind. make it right. Well, Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right, that, right at that, all. But, but if that's her story that's and she can story. use it as a teachable moment, d- do tell. But it has to be presented properly. Mm-hmm. Gotta read this book. All right, now there's some new allegations against Alex Rodriguez. There's a former Playboy playmate that is saying that he was sexting her and begging for a threesome right before he proposed to J-Lo. According to model Zoe Gregory, she's 44 years old, she said that he sent her a picture of his uh, privates and had a text asking for the names of fun girls for me and for him. She said he was being a dirty dog. He seemed like a needy, horny bloke. If he is doing this right up until the point he is proposing to her, it is just not fair. His name is not Alex Jenkins or Alex Jefferson. Therefore, he's not a black man. His last name is Rodriguez, so it's possible. That was like six to eight weeks before he proposed, so we don't know where they were in their relationship. (sighs) Black men don't cheat. I don't know about (laughs) A-Rod. Oh, my gosh. Now, A-Rod also allegedly was giving her all kinds of compliments and asking for naughty videos and for a rendezvous with the third person in San Francisco. I don't believe this, man. Yeah, we don't know if this is true. I believe when people see somebody happy the way A-Rod and J-Lo is happy, people just want to throw things out there. What proof does she have of this? Well, she has the Yes, messages. But we don't, don't know. You, you can, can make, make a message. Absolutely, you can make text messages. Well, she has pictures of his penis and muscly. How do you know that's his penis? Have you seen you don't his penis? penis yeah. How do you know that's his penis? And his muscly thigh. I'm just telling you. How do you know that's his thigh? Y'all are asking for questions. Tell me, is that his for muscle? Evidence, is that and this is what she's saying she has. I don't know what that Now she did say these messages began the day after Christmas, and they suddenly stopped in late January. 
Does his penis so. look like it's been suffering from some type of steroid juice? Do you want us to show you the pictures? No, no. Thank you. Okay, that's what it sounded like. I'm cool. All I right. don't want to see A-Rod or No-Rod. <laughs> you want to see Michael Jackson's penis, though, at one time? <laughs> All right, now Lonzo Ball. Looks like he might be leaving Big Baller brand for Nike. We told you before, well, I don't know if we talked about this story, but he did cut ties with one of the founders of Big Baller brand, one of the co-founders, Alan Foster, over the weekend. I thought his dad was the founder. After he's, well, he has a co-founder, so uh-huh. it wasn't just his dad by himself. Okay. Uh, he allegedly stole $1.5 million from him and then later on he posted a picture on Instagram and he had the tagline it's only a crazy dream until you do it and then he said moving on to bigger and better hashtag my own man so the rumor is he might be leaving and going on to Nike now LeBron said I love the fact that he's taking control of his ish I mean that's what's really dope to me once I saw that story I had just seen a kid turning into a man this is my career and I'm taking this I done had enough with whatever I done had enough if I'm going to be successful, I'm not going to be successful on my terms. I saw a lot of that. We'll see. So whatever people, he decides to do, he said Nike would obviously welcome him. Why do people think he's leaving Big Baller brand just because he fired somebody who was stealing from him, though? Well, I guess because he did the tagline from Nike mm. on Instagram and posted a photo and then said moving on to bigger and better. Probably did that just to scare everybody. Now, Lonzo's manager also took the Big Baller brand shoes and threw them in the trash. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. On social right. media, okay. along with the hashtag Dump Your Merch. All right. So, I still don't get it. Even if my dad owns a part of it, I'm just going to leave my dad's company. Um, we can't figure this out. My, it just is. My dad does own the company. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think he was leaving Nike until you told me to think about the trash can. I mean, leaving Big Baller brand until you told me to think about the trash can. But I'm with you. Just because you fire somebody don't mean that you should dump your company altogether. It's just some hints right now. So people are thinking that perhaps this might be happening. You know, mm-hmm. he might be moving on. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Thank you, Miss Yee. And I tried the new flavors of Orange Vanilla What's Coke up, and Orange Vanilla right. Coke Zero Sugar. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right, fam. And Ooh. I have to tell you, it's a great combination of Coke orange and vanilla flavor. Head to your closest retailer today and try them out. Thanks, fam. Now continue, Envy. Fam. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got dog of the day coming up. Oh, uh, man, I haven't visited the state of Florida in about a week, but today we got a good one. Oh, hey, listen, I don't go seeking out stories from Florida. Florida's Stories from Florida seek me. Seek out me. Okay? All right, shout out to our fam in Florida. Hey, you the go. fam you. Mm-hmm. My goodness. All right, when we come back, dog of the day, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. For the breakfast club, bitchy. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, donkey of the day. For Tuesday, March 26, goes to a Florida couple named Jolanda and Mackinson Alexandra. Uh, what did your Uncle Charlotte tell you? All the time, people. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. You know, it's always interesting when I hear about Florida couples, though, because it's a harsh reminder that crazy Florida men marry crazy crazy Florida women and have crazy Florida kids. Therefore, ensuring that the cycle of Florida crazy will never be broken. Now, McKinson is 34 years old, and Jelanda is 27 years old, and they have eight kids. Okay, uh, you know we really might need to limit the amount of kids certain couples in Florida can have. Uh, you may not agree with me now, but you might after you hear this story. Now, the wife loaded up all the kids into an SUV, 
picked up her husband at work and went to the park. I love this part of the story because these kids need exercise. Let them go run around the park. Way better than letting them sit in front of the TV or on their smartphones all day. Now, the Alexandras let their eight kids play for about an hour, and then they went home, and that's when the action started. Let's go to WPEC CBS 12 for the report, please. A two-year-old girl abandoned at a West Palm Beach park is safe. That's the good news. Police say, though, her parents left her, not realizing she was gone until 14 hours later. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office put out this photo of an adorable two-year-old girl. They found her here at Haverhill Park in West Palm Beach, about a mile away from her home, roaming Friday night alone. Saturday morning, deputies say these parents, Jolanda and Mackinson Alexandra, reported that child missing nearly 14 hours after they say they left her at the park. The Department of Children and Families removed seven other children from their custody. Deputies arrested the Alexandras. They now each face a charge of neglecting a child. Now, let me play white devil's advocate for a minute. They got eight kids. All right. Uh, I got three. How much you got in me? Five. After a while, they all start looking alike. Okay. No, they don't. I, listen, no, they listen, don't. listen, listen. I got three girls. Okay. My oldest is 10. Then I got a three-year-old and a six-month-old. I call a six-month-old by the three-year-old's name all the time. I do that. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I only got three. But they don't look alike, They Stop don't look it. alike. I'm just saying, this couple got eight. So I can understand just a little bit. Not to mention, we don't know what these people's education level is. They were raised in Florida. You ever heard Lil Duval try to count? Okay, what if these people can only count to five? No, seriously. Hard to do a head count when you can only count to five. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, hey, man, y'all in here? Yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. All right, we out. The only time these people remember they got all their kids is during tax season. I guarantee when it comes to that child tax credit, they are fully aware they have eight kids. Any other time, it's like, how many kids you got? I don't know, six, seven. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to tell y'all something. A lot of y'all listening to this story, and I can feel your fear. All right? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is exactly how the new movie Us started. All right? Yes, thank God this young two-year-old was found safe and sound. But how do we know? That she didn't come face to face with her own evil twin. How do we know that in the future, this two-year-old won't lead a much larger movement of bloodthirsty invaders called the, the tethered, the tethered, whatever the hell they call it, okay? What's scary about this is that, two, you just start talking. So you don't even know if this young lady can talk yet or not. So it's a good chance the real life us could start in Florida. So I feel your fear about this, but I'm here to let you know that if there is ever a tethered movement, it won't start in Florida. You know why? Because if I was one of the tethered, living underground in one of these abandoned underground tunnels, as soon as I realized I was living under Florida or my doppelganger was a Floridian, I'm going to just chill down here and eat this rabbit, okay? I'm good. All right, I ain't missing nothing. Just a little sun, a beach too, you know, finger licking, Disney World. I'm good. Call me when my doppelganger moves to Georgia or the Carolinas or uh, something else, okay? Then I'll go kidnap her and uh, I'll be fine. Other than that, I'm going to thug it down here forever. Now, sadly, the Florida Department of Children and Families has removed all eight kids from the home, and the parents have been arrested and charged with one count of neglect. All right, these kids do not need to be in the system, though. They don't need to be property of the state. What this family needs, clearly, is extra assistance. All right, things can get overwhelming when you have the money to take care of a lot of kids, so I can imagine how it is when you don't have a lot of money. I can't personally wait until we get to a place in America where we help the less fortunate instead of punishing them for being less fortunate. But in the meantime... Uh, please give McKinson and Jolanda Alexandra the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Hmm. I'm actually questioning myself right now. Is this a case of being misfortunate or just being... 
being neglectful. These are your kids. These ain't like puppies. It's like Home Alone. Like they left and shut up. These are your kids. Forgot one kid. Shut up. That was a movie. This is real life. I'm saying it is. If you got eight kids, though. Bless you. Thank you. See, it's, it's your if job. If you got eight kids, it's usually the older one is you. You supposed to get the little one, and th- that they have you have no, different. No, yeah, I want kids to be kids. I'm not. I'm the parent. I'm not telling the older kid look out for your little young. Nope, that's all on me. Your mom never left you somewhere. Not that I know of. But if you're in school, you, if you're in school, the teachers aren't expected to forget a kid. And they have a lot more to deal with that. That once. is very true too. A teacher would be in. You're right. They they got what they deserve. You're right. A teacher would be in a lot of trouble if this happened. Yeah, absolutely. I got right. eight of them though. Eight. It's a lot. Teachers be having like 30 kids. They don't leave one. <sighs> and they're not theirs. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, thank Sounds you. Sounds like y'all got to do a count. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, Once seven, Once again, eight. if you're from Florida, you might <laughs> yeah. only count to five. All right. Saying. Thank you for that dog of the day. When we come back, we have Mayor Pete. All right? What's he, his last name? He's scared to say his last name. Yes, I am. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Yes. Booty Judge. Right. Buddha. Okay. Judge. Right. That's oh why. Gosh. Mayor right. Pete, Buddha Judge. I can't okay. I'm asking. That's why I just right. said Mayor Pete. Y'all should have left right. me and Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is a. Uh, I like Mayor Pete a lot. He's a mayor of South Bend, and Indiana. he's running for president of the United States of America. Yet right. another Democratic Democratic presidential candidate. All right. So we'll kick it with Mayor Pete when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. He's running for president in 2020, Pete Buttigieg. Good to meet you, man. Same here. Thanks for having me. And you're a, you're a mayor. That's right. I'm the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. So, uh, and you're pretty young still. Yeah, I was 29 when I became mayor, 37. Wow. Are you like the youngest mayor? Uh, I'm up there. For a while, I was the youngest mayor for a city with more than 100,000 people. But okay. uh, that's one of those things you only stand to lose over time. How does a young man handle all that power at 29 years old? Well, you make sure you're a good listener and you try to make good decisions. And, uh, uh, you know, the thing is, I think anytime you arrive in any office, you, if you have a plan and you have a vision of where things need to go, but you're also willing to take advice and you're mm-hmm. willing to take input in the community, then you learn how to make good decisions. And, you know, it's a decision-making job. It's an executive job. It's everything from economic development to public safety, police, and fire. You don't come in on day one being an expert on all of those things, but you surround yourself with people who can give you good advice, and then you're always, always out in the community listening to what people have to say. We go into the neighborhood centers. We go into the churches, uh, even just on Twitter and stuff. You, mm-hmm. you learn what's going on, and if you make a decision that uh, didn't work out, you learn that pretty quick, Absolutely. and you get smarter. So, yeah. Mayor Pete, let's talk about your background and what brings you here today because you've known from a young age that you wanted to be a public servant. Yeah, so I grew up in, you know, South Bend's one of these cities where they tell you as you grow up that, that success means getting out. And, and so that's what I did. I, I went, went away to school. I, I got into Harvard, uh, studied there, uh, got a Rhodes Scholarship to study overseas. I went and did that. But the further away I got from home, the more I began to realize that I actually really cared about my city. Um, it, it was a low-income city. We're on the map because of Notre Dame. But what they don't realize is that our city's story, like a lot of places in the Midwest, is, is also about the economic destruction that happened when the auto factories left. Mm-hmm. So we were a car-making town. And in the 60s, we lost those companies and became a very low-income city. And so the city, for, for years, was just licking its wounds, trying to figure out what we were going to be. Uh, and the reason I ran was that I, I did believe in the city. I believed we could grow. But it, it wasn't about, it wasn't make South Bend great again. It, it wasn't turn back the <laughs> clock, right? Because everybody was, there was this kind of attitude that the only way we could ever live well was if we rewound into the past. Right. And it turns out that the past was not 
ever quite as good as advertised. Not for everybody. Uh, exactly. Yeah, maybe for white people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's not about turning back the clock. It's about seeing these changes that are coming, changes in technology, changes with globalization. And instead of pretending we can stop them and rewind, um, talking about how we can make these changes work for us, how we can use the changes in technology to grow jobs. Well, so what we are we going to do to make our lives better? So we've got to make sure uh, we're doing more about public education, right, to, to prepare Absolutely. for the future. We've got to make sure that we are making health care available to more people. The ACA, the Obamacare, that was a good step. It, it made a big difference in my family. What are we going to do but, about public education before you move on from that? Because it has been something that we've been struggling with for so long. Well, a big part of it, I think, is teacher pay. So I'm married to a teacher. and um, mom's a teacher. Uh, is that right? So, you know, you know how hard that work is. I think we've got to respect teachers. We've got to treat them more like soldiers. And we've got to pay them more like doctors. And the way I would do it is we would, we would have federal support for boosting teacher pay, but we would direct it to Title I schools, mm -hmm. the schools that have uh, the most students on free and reduced lunch, the schools uh, in communities that have the most economic and racial inequity, um, because we know the value of recruiting the best teachers. We know the difference that can make in a child's life. You also um, had the opportunity to work for our former president, Obama, but you didn't do it, right? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I got a job offer. It was 2004. I was graduating. I was trying to think about what to do because I narrowed it down to two jobs. Um, I got a policy job offer with, with the Obama campaign. He was running for Senate back then or an offer to go work for John Kerry mm -hmm. on the presidential. And my thinking was, you know, Obama's probably going to win anyway. I'm probably not going to make that big of a difference on his Senate race. Uh, and, you know, you got this presidential going on. Like, how can I not do that? So I jumped in on the presidential. Obviously, we didn't win. But in a way, I'm better off because, right. you know, that defeat taught me a lot. And then uh, I went back to my studies, went overseas, studied philosophy, politics, and economics, um, and then uh, went into business and then started on the path that led to my coming home and deciding to run for mayor. Now, have you faced a lot of people that were critical of you? Because I know in politics there's a lot of homophobia mm -hmm. and you're openly gay. Have yeah. there been any issues that you've had to deal with head on? There's some, yeah. There's a lot of ugliness, especially online, but not for the most part. So when I came out, it was actually the middle of a re-election campaign, mm -hmm. and I had just kind of had enough. I'd been overseas in, in Afghanistan, I realized you only get to one live li uh, live one life, and I knew that, you know, I wanted to start dating and, and, and have a have a life like so everybody else. So you weren't else. even dating because you didn't want anybody. No, because if you're if you're a sitting mayor and you're not out, like it's not like you can, you know, you're gonna get spotted. And I didn't want to live a life that was kind of in hiding mm -hmm. either. So I just didn't have much of a personal life. I mean, I you know, I'm in my 30s. I'm a veteran. I'm a sitting mayor, and I got no idea what it's like to be in love. And I just thought that's I got to put an end to that. So I realized personally that it was time, but uh, inconveniently, there was a re-election going on, and in a very conservative state. You know, Indiana, Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana. Jesus at that Christ. Time. Oh, that, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could bet that, that guy was talking Whoa. about uh, shock therapy. Yeah, <laughs> like, conversion, oh, conversion therapy. Conversion therapy for gay yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's, uh, um, I'm shocked you're still alive. <laughs> be honest. Well, but here's the thing. So, so I, I came out. We didn't know what would happen. We didn't know what the political consequences would be. And what wound up happening? Uh, was I got reelected with 80% of the vote. That's awesome. But the biggest lesson I learned is that if, if, if you just get out there and try to do a good job for people, you can count on people to judge you for that. And it's like, wow, a politician who's not lying. That would have been the easiest thing to do was keep right. that lie up. Like, yeah. You didn't have to give them that. Like, yeah, but that puts so much pressure on your integrity. So when was the decision to run for president? And was your husband really supportive of that? Or was he like, oh. It took a little getting used to for him. Because, you know, he's not a, I mean, he's, he's a wonderful guy. He's engaging. He cares about issues in politics. But he, he's not, uh, you know, he reminded me that on our first date, uh, he asked me kind of what the future would look like. And, and I told 
the answer I gave him was the truth. But but at the time, the, the answer I gave him was, look, I'm in a reelection. If I do well and I get a second term as mayor and that goes really well and I do a good job, then maybe in 2020, maybe I get a look for running statewide in Indiana, run mm-hmm. for governor, maybe. You know, you ain't telling and, me president. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, this is a big change. But we're in this moment where having somebody from our generation, the generation that uh, provided most of the troops after 9-11, the generation that's going to be dealing with climate change for the rest of our lives, the generation that could be the first generation in American history to be worse off than our parents economically right. if we don't make some changes. And also, I think somebody at a moment when the party, my party, the Democratic Party, has lost touch with uh, big parts of the country. And there are some very clumsy efforts to, to get back in touch with the Midwest. And, and I want to build, as somebody who comes from the, the heartland, comes from Indiana, comes from a conservative place, I want to build those bridges. Yeah. I, I read that you are a fan of Eminem. Yeah. Which is interesting because you're, you are a gay man and he's had homophobic lyrics. Is that a That's contradiction? True. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. The thing I appreciate about Eminem is that there was a sense of, of militant pride from a place like Detroit. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's not like you can excuse. And I think he's been trying to deal with it, too. It's not like you can excuse the homophobia. What about Chick-fil-A? You like Chick-fil-A? I do not approve of their politics, but I, I kind of approve of their chicken. You my kind of guy, man. <laughs> so maybe maybe if nothing else, I can build that bridge. We just live in this era of extremes. Like people right. can't see nuance in things right. anymore. Well, especially because we've got to find a way to use our identities to reach other people. What can we talk about that, that brings us together? Yeah, what do we, we have all have all commonalities. Um, uh, you know, I think good art has that. Good music has that. Good good literature has that. Good chicken sandwiches. Good chicken sandwich And good politics. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we've, we've got to get back to that before this current presidency just completely tears us apart. All right, we got more with Mayor Pete. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We're talking with Mayor Pete. Charlemagne? What is your black agenda? Especially, I, and I always ask Democrats that because yeah. we've been so loyal to the Democratic Party for so long. So what, right. do you, what do you specifically want to do for the African-American community? Right, and that's the right question because I think, uh, you know, if we start taking parts of our coalition for granted, it's going to be a huge mistake. So I think an, an agenda for black America needs to focus on black entrepreneurship, black home ownership. Uh, we need to focus on public education, like we were talking about mm-hmm. before. We need to talk about health uh, because there are huge disparities, uh, everything from uh, diabetes to uh, maternal and infant mortality, a huge racial inequity in that. Yeah. And we got to talk about criminal justice reform. All of those things. Public education, again, focusing on Title I schools. Housing. The segregation in our neighborhoods did not just happen. It happened on purpose. So it's going to take intentional work to change that. Yes. How do you, how that, do you that, fix that? Well, part of it is, is where you send resources, right? I mean, it's why, it's, it's why for example, uh, Representative Clyburn's 10-20-30 uh, plan is really important. Taking a certain amount of, of federal resources, making sure that they go to communities where at least 20% of people have been in poverty for at least 30 years. You said something. You said, uh, you know, it has to be intentionally worked on. And I think people are missing the whole idea of this conversation of reparations. Like, yeah. You know, everybody keeps talking about reparations. It's not about just handing out checks. It's about, right. you know, the idea of dismantling white supremacy because right. things were systemically done to black people that created this socioeconomic gap. Exactly. So things have to be systemically undone. So where do you stand on? Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, some of the people in this country used to own some of the other people in this country. You can't just say the moment you kind of. <laughs> I mean, you can't just say like the moment you release that, that everything's going to work itself out. Intention went into getting things the way they are, and so it's going to have to go into fixing it. And so, uh, you know, 
I think the the idea of reparations is the idea of when something is broken, we fix it. When there's a wrong, we right it. Where it goes off the rails, like you're saying, is you know people are picturing kind of check in the mail, and when when it's framed that way, um, there's a lot of people who who can't picture how that could be done in a way that's fair. But when we talk, you know, a lot of my my campaign language so far has been built about intergenerational justice, mm -hmm. right? The idea that every generation has obligations to others. I talk about it largely in terms of climate change. Well, you could apply that here, too. Intergenerational justice. I'm yeah. writing that down. Okay. So, so let's talk about that, right? I mean, there is a direct relationship between what happened in the past and what's happening now. So let's, let's be honest about how we got here and honest about the fact that whether we're deciding how to allocate housing resources or whether we're just tearing down some of the structural barriers that have been built up. I don't want to go straight to criminal justice reform because, again, I'm, I'm excited about black entrepreneurship and black home ownership. But we also got to talk about, uh, for example, when we are uh, reforming the, the war on drugs. We know the war on drugs didn't yeah. work, right? What are we going to do about, if, if we decide that it actually doesn't make sense to incarcerate people for unbelievably long amounts of time for nonviolent drug offenses, what are we going to do for the people that we already did that? That already have lost so much. Right? Yeah. I mean, are they going to have an experience that's not so different from the experience at the end of slavery that says, okay, I took off your chains, so I'm sure things are going to go great for you now, right? Are we going to do the same thing to people coming out of incarceration and say, okay, that's over, you know, good luck? Or are we going to have some intention uh, around lifting them up and empowering them to contribute uh, and thrive? in our communities and in our society. Now, what about Elizabeth Warren talking about the Electoral College and wanting to get rid of that whole system? What do Absolutely. you think about the Electoral College? Absolutely. From day one, I've been talking about how the Electoral College has to go. Look, whether you live in a state like mine, Indiana, or a state like here, New York, you know, what we have in common is that in most presidential elections, our voice doesn't even matter. And, you know, people say, well, what about, you know, making sure these states have a say? I, states don't vote, people vote. Right. Right. And at, at risk of sounding simple-minded, I just think the person who wins, the person who gets the most votes ought to be the person who wins. I like your simple-mindedness, Mayor Pete. Thank you. Yeah. That is, <laughs> I'll take that the right sense. way. Just, yeah. That's how Americans think. Yes, if, if you get more votes, you should win. Right, and, and we've allowed, sometimes something gets twisted and then we get used to it. You know, another issue is that D.C. is not a state. Right. So if you live in D.C., you're telling me like your problems aren't the same as or as important as, as my problems? Why shouldn't you get a senator fighting for you the way I got a senator fighting for me? So, uh, you know, but somewhere along the line, you know, D.C. wasn't a state, and now we just grew up with that, and we're used to that, and we think it's okay. Same with the Electoral College. You know, it's kind of always been this way. When I became mayor, and we had to make a lot of changes in the way our city was run because it was kind of old-fashioned, we needed to tune it up. Um, one thing that, that was just you were not allowed to say to me was, uh, we're doing it this way because we've always done it this way. Right, that's you know, terrible. I never wanted to hear we've always done it this way. If we've always done it this way for a very good reason, fine. But if we've always done it this way just because, then it's time for a change. And it's that way with the Electoral College. And, and by the way, you know, the history of how the Electoral College came about partly had to do with uh, not trusting the people to make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. And it also had to do with a lot of negotiations and compromises going on around slavery, around how the, the original power structure of the U.S. was going to be set up. Some of these things are very ripe for a change. It's the right thing to do. I'm going to be honest, man. I have so much mixed emotions with you because I, I just... It's a damn shame that I don't trust an honest politician. Like you're sitting here, I'm <laughs> he's being, like, these are good, simple like, solutions. You yeah, seem you're, like you're, you're telling the truth. Exactly. You're sitting here, and I'm like, this guy seems like he's telling the truth. Like, what the hell is going on with our politicians now? <laughs> like, well, you get coached not to. And I think people are ready for something different. And I think that's generational, too. I think our generation expects you to communicate in plain English and to say what you think and be authentic. And even when they don't agree with you, they're going to give you some credit for saying what you think, for being motivated by your values, and, and that whatever it is you do believe, you came by it honestly. 
Yeah, I like ideas. I like solutions to problems that we have. Like one thing that I'm always concerned about is the pay wage gap between men and women. Yes. So what are some things that we can do to make sure that we finally start making the same amount of money as our male counterparts? Well, it's amazing how far transparency will go toward clearing some of those things up. So one thing we could do is we could establish a rule that says, and and the Obama administration moved in this direction, and now it's it's getting reversed, but uh, it says if you're an employer, at least of a certain size, you need to disclose... Uh, the the gap in pay between men in your organization mm-hmm. and women in your organization, and uh, sometimes they'll say, you know, well, it's, it, there's an explanation for this because people are in different kinds of job titles. Fine, then you better explain it, but you need to be prepared to explain right. it and defend it. And the first step toward that is being able to see it. So you know, transparency has worked well for us. We use we put a lot of our data online, uh, even data that's very uncomfortable for us, like. Right. Uh, like the number, like uses of force. We actually have a thing you can look up on the city of South Bend website. How many times an officer has used force? Wow, that's important. Like the important. case by case. So my point is just by putting that data out into the world, putting that information out there, I think it made us all better. And it, it actually helped build trust because when something went wrong, we all had the same set of facts. And when something's going right, we, we can show that. Um, but it changes our behavior. And I think companies will behave differently if they are required to be more transparent about things like uh, gender pay disparities mm-hmm. among their employees. Hey, Peter, Bud- Pete Buttigieg, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Same here. Um, I, I know it's dream selling season, and all these candidates are telling us things we want to hear, but I don't feel like you're bull****. Right. No, I, I got I, some text messages before you came up here, like, uh, oh, you have Mayor Pete coming up to the show. Nice. He's a great guy. You're going to like some of his policies and enjoy talking to him. I really like him a lot. So we appreciate you. How can people well, donate to your campaign also? Thank you so much for asking. So if you go to PeteForAmerica.com, our website's pretty basic You're right now. You're not going to make people spell Buttigieg. Uh, that's right, yeah. I figured that'd be a little too hard. So it's just <laughs> PeteForAmerica.com. But we need, uh, even if you just give us your email and your zip code so that when we're doing something in, in your area, we can let you know. Uh, we need those donations, and 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 even just uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a thousand dollar check. Don't get me wrong; you are more than welcome. Um, <laughs> but part of, what part of what we're trying to do is just show how many people support us. It mm-hmm. could be three bucks, or even just support the idea of me, uh, you know, doing well long enough to be on that debate stage, uh, and then I'll close the deal from up there. That's my job. All close right. the deal. My man Pete Buttigieg, good to meet you, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk little Uzi Vert. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, it looks like Rock Nation is stepping in to help out little Uzi Vert. He's having some issues with his record label. And those issues have went online. I don't know if you guys saw what Lil Uzi Vert was posting about his album dropping and that everybody has to be patient. And he said that the guilty answer all of the blogs. He's been posting free Uzi also. And uh, DJ Drama responded, Uzi should put EA out tomorrow or any day he wants. He has me and Cannon's total support and blessings to drop it. Well, it looks like now Rock Nation is going to be helping out Lil Uzi Vert. So Rock Nation to the rescue. Yes, they are now managing Lil Uzi is what that's looking like. So I guess uh, for Uzi, the path continues. He signed a drama though, right? Mm-hmm. And drama said to put the album out. So what's the what's the problem? Do I don't know? know. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm sure he has his own side of the story. So, mm. you know, he said, if you want your album to drop number one, rule don't hang with the boss's girlfriend. That's what little Uzi posted. Who's the boss's girlfriend? I Listen, these are all subliminals. I don't know the whole deeper meaning behind it, but I don't know which boss he's talking about. If it's drama, if it's canon, if it's somebody else, but that's what he posted. Goodness gracious. 
All right, now Daniel Caesar has apologized, and that was after he said this. Why are you being so mean to white people right now? Why is it that we're allowed to be disrespectful and rude to everybody else, and when anybody returns any type of energy to us, that's not that's not equality. I don't want to be treated like I can't take a joke. Mm. I just went through that Chappelle and I had to like acknowledge that I was being sensitive. White people haven't mean to us in the past. What are you gonna do about that? Tell me what you're gonna do about that. There's no there's no answer other than gaining understanding and keeping it moving. Now, a lot of people were saying to cancel Daniel Caesar, not to buy tickets to his shows. Now he's realizing the error of his ways and he's offered this apology. I expressed my opinion in a very pretentious and um, I, I was talking down to you guys, you know what I'm saying? I apologize for how I expressed my idea. That is where I went wrong. I believe in what I said. As a man, I just need to, um, real man can admit when he's wrong because that's, I can admit when I'm wrong. What is that splashing in the background, though? Sounds like he's in either a bathtub or a pool. Oh, listen, don't apologize. <laughs> if that's how you felt, that's how you felt. Stand on it. Mm. All right? I guess he has a career to think about. Well, too late, buddy. <laughs> All right, now Kodak Black is responding to Michael Rappaport's comments. Now, originally, Kodak Black said the claim that he uh, should be compared to Tupac, Biggie, and Nas. He said, I'm better than them because I live what I rap about. He said that in his Instagram live stream. Well, Michael Rappaport responded, and here's what he said. Kodak Wack said that he should be looked at in the same category as Nas, Tupac, and Biggie. He also said that Tupac and Biggie only became legends because they died. You're not a dope rapper. You have no skill set. You have no flow. You have no vernacular. Without the face tats, the wild hairdo, and the short stint in prison, you'd be working at UPS. Michael Rappaport sounds very out of touch. He sounds like he never listened to any Kodak Black music. Kodak Black can rap. He makes dope music. And him saying that he feels like he's better than Biggie or Nas or Pac, how else is he supposed to feel? I don't agree with him, but let's stop acting like, you know, people thought Pac was so dope when he was alive. I guarantee you, when Pac was alive, Michael Rappaport being the New York guy that he is, did not have good things to say about Tupac. Definitely I guarantee well, it. Well, Kodak no, responded to Michael Rappaport's comments on stage during a concert. Here's what he said. I love my crackles now. But man, y'all tell us what dumbass crackles stop. You know what I mean, man? Then tell them go listen to my album. Then that listen to my album tell them suck a baby and I'm gonna tell you, I'm what's gonna going you. on with Michael Rappaport recently, man? He went at Meek Mill, said Meek Mill wasn't a dope rapper, then he went at Kodak Black. Mike is a, oh, Mike's just like any old-school New York hip-hop guy. He is. Sometimes you get stuck in your jean shorts, your jean denim shorts. Timberlands. And your Timberlands. You Yankee know what I'm saying? City. That's all it is. Listen, remember when remember when New York didn't like Biggie? No. no. You don't remember when Boot Camp Click was oh. saying Biggie wasn't hip-hop oh, was and Jay Rude damaging him oh, was saying Biggie was hip-hop and they were doing videos that they was, was throwing fake Biggie okay, off the stage. But in general, I wouldn't it, say that. I'm just saying. There was a point. Not like hip, I'm just saying there was a period Individuals. where were, There was a couple of people that did like yeah. him. Those that, real hip-hop yeah. guys yeah. weren't feeling big at first. So all I'm simply saying is we, we, we got this uh, romantization with Biggie and Pac now, but they went through their struggles when they first was coming up as artists too, where people was questioning whether they were hip-hop or not. People used to be saying Pac was whack as a rapper back when he was alive. That was mostly East Coasters. Exactly! So you think, all jokes aside, you think Michael Rappaport thought Pac was on the level of Big? No way. Nas? I can't say what he thought. Oh, I definitely don't think so. Wu-Tang Tribe? I guarantee you, compared to them, he used to probably always defecate on Majority of East Coast people didn't like Pac back then. That's what I'm saying. So like, yo, I feel like that's the same thing now. You're looking at somebody like stuff. Kodak and you're like, yo, he's from the South. 
He's a mumble rapper. You ain't never really listened to Kodak like that. And I ain't saying Kodak's on the level of Nas, Biggie, Pac, or none of those guys. No. I'm just saying Kodak not whack like you tried to make him seem, Michael Rapper. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Yee. Your rumor um, rap report. People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your requesting right now, 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, shout to Angela Yee for bringing me some of her uh, her fresh juice. Drink fresh juice. If you guys want to order it, it's available for delivery anywhere in the United States now. And how long does it take to deliver? Um, It could be one night or two two days. Which one are you drinking now, Envy? Watermelon, apple, pineapple, lemon. What's the benefits? Uh, Cleansing, refreshing, and hydrating. Yes, Ooh. I'm doing the beet gingerade right now, so... It boosts your energy, which beats really do for you, and it also improves your stamina. You ain't got no more? And it supports its digestion, skin, blood, kidneys, bones, well, and Well, Evan didn't get one yesterday, so I bought him one today. I'll bring you one tomorrow. Mm. You guys, don't be afraid to order them, though. It'd be nice. Sell some support. You know? I just gave all my money to. See what uh, I'm saying? I gave all my money <laughs> I'm cash to. Wow. I'm gonna cash app your yeah, press. I'm gonna cash app your company. I'm gonna cash app. I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in. All right. When we come back, positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now you got a positive note. Yes, I would like to. Well, first of all, I want to tell everybody too, man. If you're a fan of uh, Doctor Pil- Doctor Phil's podcast. Fill in the blanks. Uh, listen to it today. Uh, I'm the guest on Dr. Phil's podcast, Fill in the Blanks. We have a great conversation about, you know, mental health and my new book, Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, which is available everywhere now. So uh, my positive note is simply this, man. Instead of ignoring loss and trauma or moving quickly past them, we can choose to slow down, sit with each loss, examine it, grieve it, because it's better to sink in and experience it now than to find yourself drowning years later in losses that had no voice. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?